why is the demographics getting younger and younger? Because more and more people are being exposed to this and they're realizing that this, this isn't grandfather's game. This, this is a fun game. Sure. And I think there's, there's something else about it. The, the, the culture of this game and, and the, the players that are playing this game. Yep. You know, you know we, we can probably dive down into that a little bit, but it, it, there's something special about this game. Welcome back to the Future of Pickleball. This is the show we bring the big dogs in. This is the place where we talk to the people that are moving the sport, that are driving it, that are creating where pickleball is going. Today, I want to welcome Mike Neely, the CEO of USA Pickleball. Welcome, Mike. Thank you, Paul. I uh, want to... I, I'm going to say big dogs coming. I hope it's a good dog. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Okay. That, just that just is, to clarify. Just yeah. to clarify. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that, that's the highest compliment. There's there's no higher compliment right. than that one. Right. You know, I'll yeah. tell you, one of the things that is, is I, I thought would be interesting when we were going to get together and do this today would be to kind of talk about what you what a national sports organization does and and how instrumental is it to everything that goes on in pickleball. Would you just kind of brief us a little bit? Yeah, you know, that's, that's an important question because I think I, I get a lot of uh, questions sometimes. People don't understand what a, what a governing body, you know, how do you do that? How does that, what, what does that mean with the, the tours? And, you know, are, are you, exactly. you guys own the tours? There's a lot of confusion. So, that, that, you know, very valid question. Governing body, you know, very important uh, um, to, to be part of that, the, the supporting governing body of the whole sport itself. And, and the sport in the masses, growing the sport, supporting the sport, the rules, regulations, equipment standards, that, that is very critical things to keep things standardized and fair across the whole sport. So that's a big part of what we, what we do. Cool. You know, it is, it's really interesting. I, I've been in the game for a long time and I've came from a long sports background. So I paid very close attention when I was coming in as to what is the governing body because every sport has a governing body. It doesn't function as a real legitimate sport without some kind of governing, covering things like the rules. Now, when when an organization like USA Pickleball, which was uh, uh, preceded by USAPA, mm -hmm, United mm -hmm. States Pickleball Association, what is the what was the objective or how do the rules become what they are? How does that get created? Yeah, and you'd probably have to go back a long time from when the game was actually invented, right? Sure. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking 1965, of course, and 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 where did that? At what point? When did somebody write down the rules? And and that goes back and precedes the current uh, organization, right? But back in uh, in the early 2000s, a little bit more formality to that when the USAP, as we sit right now, was created, yeah, and and more formalization. So I don't know. There's not a magic pill of this is actually how it happens and you know probably happened a little bit differently depending on the the governing bodies of different sports but uh, as it progressed and us as an organization just like the sport itself has blown up in recent years us as an organization have been trying to get up to speed and, and growing ourselves where uh, you know, just a handful of years ago, there was only a handful of employees, when, and we are at 35 employees now and counting just to be able to do the things that are going to be needed to be done at a governing body level to stay sure. up to speed and making sure that we're, uh, we're uh, delivering what, what we should be delivering as a governing body. And so now, so now as 
every sport, the uniformity of rules is critical, whether it's baseball or football or basketball or anything. Right. Um, do, you, do you think that there's a little bit of, uh, of uh, uh, perhaps people do not realize how critical rules are to a game, just like standards of equipment, sure. standards of facilities, yeah. all of those things are really what the USA Pickleball manages, aren't they? Right, right, absolutely. And there's, there's, the, there's the, the rules that most people know, you know, you know, it, you know, how do you score? You know, what? How do you? Uh, you know, how much? What, what this? The size of the court and some some standard things. But there are a lot of really specific rules. I just left a board meeting, and, and one of the processes every year is we have a rules committee that takes incoming requests for, hey, I'd like to see this rule changed. You know, request mm -hmm. the the board's one of the board's responsibility or USAP's responsibility is to assess these and every year be updating the rule book. And that that process is going on actually as we speak right now. Very important because the sport is evolving and, and sports do evolve. And as you learn more and, and requests and things are, you know, people are thinking about, okay, what if we did it this way? How about this way? That assessment is, is an ongoing process and, you know, and an annual process in our, in our sense. Um, it's, it's an important process. Sure. You know, it is, uh, uh, when I came into the game over a decade ago, I was just amazed there was a man in Minnesota who was the USA ambassador. <laughs> and Mike was a, a, a highly successful business executive who had retired, but he got the passion. But what he did with working with park boards and city councils to get people to find places to play, that's a big part of what your organization does, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, as we know, this, this again, this sport has grown tremendously, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. One of those reasons are the, are the mics from Minnesota. Yeah. That that it, this meant something to them. The passion about this sport, and they got involved, and and they they started uh, 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 talking to whoever they could talk to because they knew this sport. They they meant a lot to them. They wanted to grow. They needed. They needed uh, places to play. They wanted places to play. They got their friends growing. So there's there's two over 2,000 mics from Minnesota now out there. All and that's about. an ongoing ambassador Ab program. It's still a part of the organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one that I will say, you know, I'm five months into my position right now. I, I was amazed in learning, you know, that, that type of an asset, if you will, that we had as an organization. Right. To, to, we need to further and more utilize those ambassadors that are out there. And, and, and the amazing part, and these are volunteers, folks. I mean, they, they, they believe in this game. They're out there, and, and they're the, the, really also the, the ears on the street and, and, sure. and the communication tools for, the, the, for, for places. And so that absolutely, that, that uh, ongoing and growing and uh, uh, a big piece of what we have. You know, one of the things that I have seen with with all of the different people, um, I came from a lifetime in the sporting goods business, from the commercial side of different sports and industries. And one of the things that amazed me when I came in was because we were began as a 50 and older sport, we had all of these people that came from lifetime career experience levels that when they sunk into pickleball, they they were able to do a lot more than some children's sport that sooner or later they grow up and they get older and play the game for life. Here we were building a sport with people with experience. In some cases they had, they put their own money into helping sure. to make things go. Um, is that something we'll, we'll continue to see uh, with all of the stuff that we're doing in, in pickleball? Well, I think so. I mean, to your point, that benefit, there's a little bit of a trickle down knowledge of, of when, when you had 
uh, let's say, experienced people uh, involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is an advantage from, from uh, you know, an experienced level, maturity level of how to grow and, and, and apostolize of, of what was going on here. Yet we all know this sport was the, the initially was the sport that uh, um, grandparents were playing and so and so because it was uh, maybe a little less uh, arduous than severe. Uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. But but we all know. I mean, the, the girls now and, and I just saw a, a chart of uh, you know, the the, the 65 plus population is not the largest population that's playing the sport right now. It's in the 30s, and that growth there's there's children that are playing this, and, and we're moving towards uh, you know the growth is there at all age levels. Yeah, um, but. It, it was, I think it was a benefit that, that it started from a, from a, a seasoned perspective and, and trickled down, let's say. Sure. I, I want to touch on something that is, has been kind of, I think, overlooked is in the earliest stages that I became aware of, so in the early 2012s, let's say, and on, was the media of the world about pickleball came from USAP. That's mm -hmm. where all the media mm -hmm. was. And I'll mm -hmm. give you an interesting, an interesting historical note. In 2012, when I came into the game, I came from a business background in the sporting goods industry. I wanted to look up. I went on site and we were proud as the Dickens that we had 150,000 players <laughs> worldwide in 2012. And here we're somewhere north of 10 million today. It's pretty amazing. Sure. 2012 was the, uh, the year that I believe our, our first paid employee at USAP was oh, hired. Yeah. So, and still with us today. Oh, isn't J that? J Justin Maloof, our, our chief operating officer. So, um, and then that tells you a little bit how far we've come. And, and again, back into the late teens, we still had single digit numbers of employees. And as I mentioned, you know, we're, sure. we're at, at, at 35 right now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, you know, that's, that's another part of the growth. And, and then, and then a an absolutely instrumental part of the game has become the development of referee programs. You guys took the lead on that, identified the fact that we really ought to do that and ought to have it. Yeah. And then, I mean, the caliber of training that's gone on since it first began to today is on the order of remarkable. Sure, and, and that was an investment that that we made. I and mean, this is, you know, we, you know, and, and a lot of uh, sports, you know, as as a referee, you, you know, you pay to get certified so that you can go on and, and you know make some money and, and do something that you love to do. You know, we understood that that was an important necessity. To have strong referees, and and we and we invest in that money to get people trained, and and, and train mostly to be able to ref other people's events. But but we felt and, and know that that's an important piece of uh, what's necessary. And, and you know, again, I'm I'm newer into this organization, but uh, very impressed with the quality of the referees and the, the levels and, and the process that's been uh, improved over the years. We have, a, we have a great referee program. Well, I, I, I know I don't personally know how challenging it is. I did some refereeing when things were very casual and loose, but I hear people, friends of mine, telling me who are, who are trying to get the referee certification. Mm -hmm. They're booking it pretty good to get yeah. ready for their test. It's a challenge. <laughs> As we mentioned, you know, the rules, you know, they're, they're changing and there's probably more, there's more than there used to be. There, there's a lot, there's a lot to know. And, and I think anybody that's never refed a sport, I, I happen to have refed a, a different sport at one time. Um, there's a lot of nuances as a referee that you sure. need to know all those rules so you can be, you know, that official. And then, and then so, so now the, as the sport has moved along, certainly in just the time frame that I've been involved, Quality of equipment has become really a big deal, and I mean, it was it 
it, it always was a factor, but that's become a major component of what your organization is doing now is managing the equipment standards, isn't it? Absolutely, and in the certification process and, and working, and, and we have very strong individuals that, that work with the manufacturers and from a communication standpoint, testing and certification standpoint, very, very important. And the entrance, just like the game itself and the number of players, the number of manufacturers that are out there that are, are bringing products forward is, is, is phenomenal. You know, in the last year, hundreds and hundreds of, of new uh, uh, manufacturers and paddles and equipment that's coming in. I mean, this is a it's a, it's a growing industry. There, there's money to be made, and uh, in, in a system, uh, it, it, it's happening. So, um, you know, Mike, the 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 thing that we see in the sport of pickleball is there's a lot of different organizations. There's mm -hmm. different leagues, there's pro leagues, there's different variations on things. How does a group like USA Pickleball interface with the different organizations within pickleball? Certainly, I think it's important that we, we interface with all of them. Um, you know, if you're following pickleball, you know, there are a lot of uh, entities and, and it's, been, it's been moving around in, in, in the news and as far as who is aligned and, and, and tracking, mm -hmm. um, all very important. And, and I think you have to give credit for, you know, so the growth in pickleball um, I think if you, if you talk to people, uh, a big driver in the growth of pickleball was when, when COVID came and you know, be, uh, something to be outside and be able sure. to experience, that was a piece of it. But I think when, when that formality of the professional, the tours, and then leagues came along and the people that were involved in the leagues, there, there were some high profile names that were being thrown out there. I think that right. got some attention for people saying, okay, well, if this, this person is involved in that, you know, maybe I do need to figure this out. And I, tr I truly believe this sport, you, if you check out this sport and you pick up that paddle and you play for that first time, yep. you're going to get hooked in there. And, and, and that's, what, that's what happened to me. That's what happened. You, the story happens again and again We're and again. We're all here doing exactly, exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and in, as we talked about a little bit, but the, you know, the, the age group, why, why is the demographics getting younger and younger? Because more and more people are being exposed to this and they're realizing that this, this isn't grandfather's game this this is a fun game sure and i think there's there's something else about it the 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 culture of this game and and the, the players that are playing this game you yeah know, you know we, we can probably dive down into that a little bit but it, it, there's something special about this game you know i was recently at a at a brand new first time event called the pbx event which is where the pro athletes from all kinds of different sports and i mean some high profile world champion baseball players and football players and basketball players, they're embracing pickleball and they're putting their own league together. And it was such a hoot to see yeah. men and women that I've seen that are high, high, high celebrities. They're discovering our game and going, this is cool. And what a fun way to kind of reignite a little bit of competitive juices if that's their interest. Absolutely. So yeah. these these yeah the next the next stage is going to be fun. The next big stage that I'm really excited about I I, I found out about the Global Pickleball Foundation or Federation, Federation. excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to you know could you just explain a little bit what a global federation will be as opposed to the US Pickleball sure. Association. I mean, th that's a step in, again, supporting and growing this sport. And now we're talking about outside of the United States uh, uh, walls here, but um, it's important as we are. And I think people ask the question too, what about the Olympics? How do we get the Olympics? I think, well, you can't have an Olympics without other countries participating in, in the sport. So th this is a step towards that, but it, it's important to uh, for, for countries or for us, I think, to take the leadership on that Federation and that that you know the, the global federation, which we called it, uh, as an avenue for 
countries to gather around that and in support for right. this game following, by the way, following the rules that we have set forward so that it's a standard international set of rules that's going to be important. And so far, that is the path that I believe that we're going to. Now, in, on that order, there have been conversations in the sport of pickleball over the years of other international, global, world entities suggesting that they were going to bring it together, but nothing that I know of has really been identifiable that way. How will you guys separate yourself? Yeah, there's there's been a couple of them. Even ourselves uh, initiated a, uh, a federation some some time back, and you know it's it's complicated. And just like uh, at the, from the professional standpoint, the tours there's there's different changes in jockey, and people have different opinions of how this should go forward. Um, not everybody agreed, and so there there's there there even is now competing federations out there. I think our approach to it, and us being USA Pickleball, sure, and our approach. I think is 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 a the correct approach methodically of getting this into the internationally the right way and to grow it systematically. Uh, we did it with along with the help of getting equipment into hands of of uh, um, places that need uh, to promulgate the the sport itself. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's it's a small financial. Uh, requirement but uh, in, in some places it's a more difficult than others but uh, certainly uh, uh, we got a, a great start and I, I think I would say I, I feel very comfortable that how we approach it and what we're doing our global federation is going to be the one that's going to be uh, successful in the long run and so now I, I have heard the term uh, talked about in terms of Olympic compliant is that how does is there some legal characteristic that uh, the the bylaws or something have to have to be official or approved by the International Olympic Committee? Absolutely, and and, and, I, and I am learning that myself. I, I came from sports, but not in an, an Olympic uh, uh, avenue of sports. But you know, the IOC, you know, there 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 are specific. Uh, steps and things that you need to do in an, from an approval standpoint mm -hmm. and process standpoint to qualify uh, ultimately to uh, apply to be an Olympic sport. There are very specific uh, rules that you and you need requirements and in, in, in both some timing things, some financial requirements, processes that you do have to follow, and and, and that's what we are getting in line with and, cool. and working towards to do it and doing it the right way yeah. systematically not speeding and trying to rush to it, but doing it the right way. Well, I think that's great. I have a, many of my friends have traveled internationally and played pickleball along the way, and it's fun to hear them talk about the hot spots they're finding in Europe, in Asia, and it'll be so cool yeah. when we just move this thing to a worldwide game as as strong as it's been in yeah. America. That'd be very fun. And, and we see it as, as our game. I, I was talking to somebody that was down in Australia. I, I think this was maybe a year ago or so, and they were uh, at an event down there. And the person that they were with and worked with at this at this uh, event pulled out a USAP rule book. Oh, very nice. That's 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 a nice uh, to yeah. hear that you know that's what we want. Very nice. Not because you know I don't know what I say that we are the best and it has to be our way, but. Yes, that sport was started here. We got a head start on things. We want standardization, if possible, for the sake of the sport itself. And yeah, and, and to change those rules and change things, you know, if other countries come up with ideas that are better and ultimately, you know, that could end up changing some things that we, that's fine. We want what's best for this sport. You know, on that order, and that's a perfect segue, 
And that's one of the big things that an, your organization does is it's about ratings. What goes on in the organization and what, what does the organization provide in terms of rating systems, both regionally and nationally and globally? Well, so, so ratings are a real important part of uh, qualifying uh, participants, and especially when you're talking about competition. Um, I think uniquely in pickleball is that there are a, a number of ratings that are out there. Right. And, and you can have discussions on which one's better or whatnot. Uh, we are uh, contractually using a particular rating right now. Um, again, you know, the, the, the words of Wild West out there you know, right now, I, I would love to see, and, and maybe what I'm answering your question is that uh, as a sport, ideally, you want the governing body to have a rating system that is supported across the whole sport. We're, we're just not there yet. I mean, this, this sport, while it's not new, a lot of things have been changing yet. And there's some competing, rain, uh, uh, competing ratings that are out there. What I want to do as an organization is try to unite people ultimately under a ideal best rating system. Um, sure. I, I think the challenge to that right now is that years back, we as an organization weren't out front enough to develop the rating. Right. And absent that, other ratings were created. Right. And, 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 and I've been through all of those machinations and, and, sure. and, and different programs. But what is, it, what is it that you guys are working on to, for your organization to guide the secret sauce for your rating system? Is that algorithmic? Is that, is that the data input? How, how are you going about creating something that you guys have a lot of pride in that is, uh, is going to be your answer? Sure. That, that will go along with partnering with a rating system, being a part of that system, part of improving that system and, sure. and making it the uh, uh, accepted, um, you know, as an organization, we can say, this is the rating guys that this, the, the United States pickleball association, you know, this is, yeah. this is our rating. You know, we can't mandate it, that everybody uses it and we can't just pick a rating. And, and if it's not a good rating and it's not going to be accepted, it's not going to happen either. So maybe answering your question is that I, I, I will partner, find and partner with someone that, that will partner with us and together with hopefully the, the whole pickleball world will come together and help making this A rating system the accepted and best rating system that there is. And, and that, that will be great when that gets done. Because I'll tell you, the, the hurdle, whether it was when one of the competing organizations was formed and started, people, when they don't see the number that they want, they're sure there's something wrong with the, with the rating system. <laughs> of course, of course. And, and, and I have this conversation with a lot of people and I try and say, hey, you've got to realize this is data collection. Yeah. And if there's a little data, there's a little bit of information. If there's a lot of data, we're going to get, we're going to get closer. Um, is that something that as you're moving forward with, as USAP, as USAP, yeah. will that also be a uniform system with what might go on internationally? That would, Absolutely, also be ideal. We we talked a little bit earlier about the the, the global uh, platform, and I think ideally there would be a rating and ranking system throughout all of you know accepted and used across the world. Ab absolutely, and that's one thing that I think as a leadership from uh, from our position that that I want to be a part of and, and, and push, pushing it out a consistent cool. rating across the world. I think that I think that it leads to so much energy and excitement. I, 
uh, in the traveling that I do, which is quite extensive across the country, I love the fact that I'm anywhere I go, I'm a pretty good pickleball player, but sometimes people don't take the more mature gentleman quite so seriously, <laughs> being in a position to say, well, which rating system would you like to know what my rating is? And I can show it to you and let's get out on the court and establish ourselves. Right. When we can do that globally, yeah. I think that will be magic land. And we, we talked earlier about uh, our rule book is one that's being referenced uh, right. in other countries, a rating system that we are using should be a, a universal rating. Hopefully a global rating system was cool. what would be ideal. Cool. I hope to be able to unite the fronts to get to that point. Um, you know, it'll be some time, you know, but I, I think we can get there. Good. You know, I'm, I'm about out of my questions. Is there anything in particular that in messaging that you would like to get out that I haven't brought up or any thoughts or ideas that you have before we close? Well, I always like to take the opportunity to, to thank people for, you know, we are a membership organization as well. And as I always want to thank the people that are our members and that, that are supportive of us. Um, we, we talked about the tours and the partnerships that are about, I appreciate there's so many people that are out there that are a fan of this sport and are looking to make this sport grow and grow in in ways that are conducive to having the the, the best possible sport that we can do. That That's, I think, what's important. And we, we know this is a special game. There's a lot of opportunity coming forward in this game as an organization and a governing body. I want to be a uniting, non-exclusive organization that grows this game for the, for the, for the, for the best for everybody and an understanding um, there's millions and millions of people out there and uh, we want to be able to be supportive and make this game uh, uh, as, as wonderful as it is, uh, is, is better than we can ever do it. I told you we were going to have a good one today, folks. I want to thank Mike Neely from USA Pickleball, their CEO. Thanks for being on the Future of Pickleball on Selkirk TV. It was a great interview, buddy. I enjoyed thank it. Thank you, Paul.